we're, we're, we're like we're like frightened turtles, you know. I know. Like, like we, we poke we our heads never... out and with any sign of danger, we right back into our shells. <laughs> That's it. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then we sit That's... here on our high horse and shit talk everybody we possibly can. <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! I was munching on I was munching on toasties before this, and I thought of what kind of game we could play. We could play how many toasties could you fit in your mouth without chewing. And then I thought, how would we how would we really enforce the no chewing policy? And then I thought, what if I just bought a a decibel meter that would measure like how many decibels you are you are omitting or whatever? And then I was thinking, what other games could we play? And then I thought. How fast can you get down the stairs, and how quiet, <laughs> how quietly you could get down the stairs? And we could like race down the stairs, and whoever got down the fastest and also the quietest would 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 win in general. Wow, that is so stupid. <laughs> those are those are good games, though, right? I mean, I would be down to try them, absolutely. But this is also like some shit we, <laughs> it's some shit we would have come up with when we were like eight years old. Dude, how fast you can get down the stairs, and also how quiet how quiet you can. These are these are games I would play. Oh my god, that is so stupid. But I'd be down too. I would I would be down to play that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right, Asinine Radio. That that's what this podcast is. We are called Asinine Radio. We're the podcast where every week we take a different album from a different band. We break it down. We do all the research we can. We find out all the secrets, and we let you guys know about it all. And uh, we try to have fun doing it. So my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Give us five stars. We really would appreciate that. Our All of our social media is at SNN Radio. So that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Get into that. We have a Discord channel or Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And we also have a phone number. You can call, leave us a voicemail, send us a text message. We'll probably talk about it on the pod. We might even take it into consideration and, you know, fucking do an album you want us to do. And that phone number is 503-893-5307. Get into that. Now, Jeff, what fucking album? Or what are we doing today? What do we got? We're doing Insomniac by Green Day. Now, Jeff, what is your origin story with Green Day? What do you got? Go. Hmm. My origin story with Green Day is uh, Dookie. Is I I first heard Dookie through my mom. She, for whatever reason, she had a lot of of this early '90s punk stuffs, and 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 Dookie was the first thing that I heard. But honestly, I didn't. I liked Dookie a lot. I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. But it wasn't until Insomniac that I really, I really buckled down on Dookie. When I heard Insomniac, I was like, okay, this is way different than what Dookie was. I don't like it as much. It's a little it's a little too much for me for my little my little virgin ears. Let me get back to Dookie. And so it wasn't until like way later that I, I really 
doubled down on Insomniac and was just kind of really, really blown away by it. I think after Nimrod, and then when Warning hit, then I, I was really, really, I don't know, engaged with, with Insomniac and, and wanted to listen more and, and, and appreciated it more. And, and it's just, it's it's one of those albums that besides one song on Insomniac that I've, I've realized this week, every single mm-hmm. song I know more than I do like Dookie and Nimrod what? for that. Yeah. Huh. I, and, and it made me think like, like I think I've listened to Insomniac more than I have Dookie or Nimrod because I had, I had the albums, I had the CDs to both. And just because Insomniac was just so weird to me, but still in a good way, still in a catchy Dookie way, Mm-hmm. I, I listened. I listened over and over and over. And I think with Dookie, the reason why like Coming Clean and Sassafras aren't as stand out to me is because of the bangers on Dookie. Like Longview mm-hmm. and Basket Case are are historic. And they're more yeah, historic yeah, than anything besides like Brain Stew on, on, on Insomniac. And that's just that's just the way it is. So mm-hmm. I think because I know Dookie has those huge historic numbers that's why I've subconsciously overwritten a lot of these secondary songs, which are still fucking bangers. And Dookie's a phenomenal album. But I think that's just why Insomniac always resonated a little bit more with me than Dookie ever has. Okay. That's weird. That's so weird to me. All right. So that's your origin story. That's it. Uh, so with mine, Dookie was my my introduction to the band. Uh, I remember hearing... Uh, when I come around for the first time, that was what, what hooked me. Uh, I don't remember if it was my cut. Co- it had to be my cousin got into, gre- he was into green day. So I was into it. And Dookie was the first CD I ever had. I ever got. And I listened to it. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I fucking listened to that CD or that record. It's just been, it's been so ingrained in my life. It's so weird to even think about for, since I was seven years old, seven, eight years old until now, like Dookie has always been there. It, it's crazy. And then from there, you know, just being so obsessed with that record, I never knew Insomnia came out because I didn't know how like, I didn't know how music worked at the time. I didn't know that, you know, a band would continue to make songs or, or albums for that matter. And so I never knew about Insomniac. And then the song Good Riddance came out and then I realized, oh, there's still a band. So then I got Nimrod. And it wasn't until a few years later that I actually got Insomniac. So I was I had already been so obsessed with with uh, Dookie and Nimrod and a little bit of Kerplunk uh, before I even got into Insomniac, and which is so weird. And yet now Insomniac is just one of my favorites, it's top two. It's it's been in my top two since I first heard it. It's it's a just a it's a louder faster more aggressive more refined version of dookie and i love it i fucking love it. it it it's not as catchy in some parts but otherwise i mean otherwise it's 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 fantastic so that's kind of my origin story with green day and the record and yeah there you go do we have any stinkers on this record uh no come on that's silly yeah i agree no that's stinkers. Silly boy talk no stinkers at all uh, should we get into our our one Bs or should we go into Brains Two? Considering we already played it, yeah, let's get into Brains Two because Brains Two is. I mean, so when I talk about Brains Two, and, and probably when we talk about Brains Two, you, it's also jaded. It's yeah, you got to talk about both at the same time because they do complement each other 
in ways that most songs try to achieve in, in, in the way Boulevard of Broken Dreams tried to achieve. But whereas Jaded is, is less than two minutes, Boulevard is four and a half minutes. Yeah. So Brain Stew. Yeah, let's get into Brain Stew. That's my 3B. But it also, includes, it also includes Jaded. Okay. So Jaded is my 1B. Okay. Jaded's 1B. Oh, you see, so you did separate 5B. them. That's cool. That makes sense. Well, well if you two different songs technically. If you take five plus one and divide it by two, the average is 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 a three B. So we're on the Let's same page. Say, okay, okay, okay. No, because we are. Jaded is your one B and Brains is your five. Five know, plus yeah. one is six. Divided by two well, is just, three. You just go down the middle. Yeah, it's three. yeah. The median, the average in this case is both the same, and it's Jaded and Brains too. Yeah, correct, correct. In that order. All right. <laughs> So, and obviously both songs are very different. I mean, Brains 2 is a very, it's probably this, I think it's the slowest song on the record. 100% the slowest song on the record. And it's yeah. the only song on the record that has a lot of silence. There's a <laughs> couple true. other songs that have a little bit of silence, but if you took out Brains 2 from this record, it would be fine. Like it would be, it would be okay. It would be fine. Mm-hmm. And, and like this record would flow nicely. If you took out Jaded, I think Brain Stew would be a little bit weird going into Westbound Sign. I think Brain Stew needs Jaded more than Jaded needs Brain Stew, but True. I think I think Jaded is like the 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 Tom verse of I miss you, whereas Brain Stew is like the Mark verse of I miss you, whereas like the Mark verse perfectly sets up the Tom verse. Yes, yeah, that that's a good. That's actually a really good comparison. I like that. Like you could like you that. could have you could have Jaded without Brain Stew, and you can have brain stew without jaded i guess but i wouldn't have that same kick and that same punch like jaded jaded needs brain stew more than brain stew needs jaded but jaded on its own is better than brain stew on its own yeah i mean just just the way the way brain stew kind of just fades out at the end and then it goes straight into that riff and jaded oh dude it's so good it's so exciting and even like when when you when you hear it on the radio they always play jaded after you gotta play it they fucking better they, it, it, if, <laughs> if a radio station's worth its, its weight in salt in any capacity, they'll play Jaded after Brandon's tale. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah, it's 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 a banger, and and uh, god damn, like they're just so fucking good on an album that is already so goddamn good. Yeah, and Brandon's too. You know, the first what is it, thirty five, forty seconds of the song, it's just Billy Joe, just his vocals and his guitar. There's nothing else, and then throw that in with the silence in between. No song could pull, like, very few songs could pull that off. It's so basic. It's so elementary. It, I, it's, it's unbelievable how, how well it works. And then even when, when everybody else comes in, when Trey and Mike come in, even there's still a lot of silence even when they come in because obviously Mike's just playing what, what, uh, what Billy is. But even Trey's drum parts, he's, not, he's just hitting the hi-hat during the quiet parts, so it still has this, this crazy... L- loud and 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 quiet parts throughout it and i fucking it's it's perfect and it, and then also that that chord progression is literally the same thing in the verse and the chorus yeah same exact chord progression it's it's like a so warm-up simple. song it, it, it's like a warm-up song they 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 wrote a song around the around and it's it's uh it's weird how it comes in so heavy and there are other songs on this album that that are way too heavy for the melody. 
And this one is, is, is an example of it being really, really heavy, really, really crunchy, really, really quiet. And then when Billy comes in, he's also very quiet. He doesn't come in hard at all. Not aggressive. He's not hard. Yeah. It's very withdrawn. It's very in the background. He's still letting that riff just ride. And it's not until it's not until he's hitting those like palm muted, like left hand palm muted, like those chicka chickas. Yeah. It's not until then that the song really gets legs. But by that time, like we're done. And then it goes into jaded. It's just such a perfectly it's such a perfectly well crafted song that's based around such a childish eighth grade guitar riff. Yeah, and you know what I love about it about Brains too as well is the I think maybe he only does it once. He might do it. He might do it twice. But the part leading into the the chorus when he goes boom, you hear him like go up and down the neck real quick. Yeah, just oh my god, dude! I love. I've always loved that sound. I've always loved that that stupid trick. You know, it's not a trick. It's just a stupid thing that guitar players do. But I I just I think it sounds so cool and it sounds so perfect. In well, this song, well, the difference here is when good, well, like, well, like when when lead guitar players do it, it's always to, it's always in the midst of a guitar solo. It's always yeah. like like Jerry Garcia did it a lot, and and it was it was just something he did. But like here, Billy Joe, at this point, we don't know he can shred. If you're just following album by album by album, we don't know Billy Joe can shred yet. It, the fucking dude. If you listen to any of the Green Day albums only and nothing live, like you may never know Billy Joe can shred the way yeah. he does. You He's may never know. Player. He's amazing. And that little yeah. trick that he does is something like lead guitarists do in the midst of a solo. And the fact that he does it in the midst of a very generic, basic, basic, you know, decrescendo guitar line. Is, to transition is, into the chorus, too. It's fucking stupid, which is, which is essentially it. the same thing. Right, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same thing over and over and over, and and he puts these little tricks and God, this album, like like you said earlier, like, like warning is a good fuck you album to to like music as a whole almost, and and everything. What mm-hmm. I think Insomniac is a perfect fuck you album to essentially the punkers, the haters. So yeah, then I feel like that's kind of why they wrote this record was to was to to kind of say fuck you to being banned from uh from gilman but then also this album kind of reading more about this record i kind of felt that this is them kind of this is them kind of wanting to be cool like they want to be cool with the punkers like they i feel like this band has a constant issue with identity crisis like they're they're always they just never know what they want to be or who they want to impress and it's it's weird. Like you see it with you see it with this record, you see it with Warning, you see it especially with American Idiot, and then you know Twenty First Century, um, and what, what's uh, Revolution Radio and Father of All. Like they all they're all they're always trying to like say like fuck you, but we kind of want to be back in that in whatever scene we were in before, or at some point in time. Like they they never really know what they want. See, I from think the scene, from a scene, I I one hundred percent agree, except for this album because I think Kerplunk wanted to be Dookie. I think Dookie wanted to be Dookie and they finally got it. But I think Insomniac wanted to be 39 smooth. Whereas I think everything else wanted to be bigger. They were an American idiot because they liked being famous. Nimrod kind of wanted to be an American idiot. That's why they like time of your life 
is so cheesy and like arguably like the cheesiest thing they've ever besides 21 guns like time of your life is oh. like the cheesiest thing they've ever done yeah but it, that song it, is still really good it is but it is a good song and it's because yeah. it's so early in the career where they embraced just a very acoustic format and didn't overproduce it or anything like that and re- like revolution radio is still trying to be something else right i think insomniac was just trying to be like insomniac is a better 39 smooth than 39 smooth was and that's oh well yeah okay okay because 30 because people think like again like when i said in the rankings like there's a lot of forums that i was reading like oh granny used to be so punk i fucking no they weren't this is the they most punk they ever fucking were. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the most punk thing Green Day's ever done. Not only like in its in its delivery of music, but in and I mean, we're getting way ahead of myself. But like the contradictory format of the lyrics mm-hmm. is just—it's one thing. It's 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 uh, I'm an I'm an introvert. I am shy. I have panic attacks. And on the other hand, like fuck you. If you don't like my music, then fuck off i don't give a shit about you and the fact that the album ends on like walking contradiction is is i've and that's a whole nother song that i have issue with but not issue with anymore but still kind of issue with i feel like i'm vince vaughn in the, in the wedding crashes when he's like, hey, I'm just, <laughs> yeah you kind of sound like him and like the, like when he's talking to janice remember <laughs> to the Wait, ass out thing remember he's talking to janice Wait, what and, part in the, in, the, in the beginning, when he's talking oh, about yeah. Janice, I had the perfect girl for you. He's yeah, like, yeah, I, excuse me if yeah. I don't want to, if I don't want to jump into like a, like an awkward, intimate relationship and and, and whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. There's just so <laughs> many thoughts. There's just so many thoughts going through my head that mm-hmm. brains too and jaded. I count them as one track, and that is my three B. That was the answer right. to your question a long time ago, I guess. All right. So so lyrically on on brain stew. It's it. I mean, a lot of their songs are pretty self-explanatory. There's nothing super deep, which is which is nice, you know. Uh, but on this one, it's it's kind of talking about in, his insomnia, um, mainly from him using meth. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he's openly said like he's experimented. He's he's used meth before. I mean, thankfully, he's never like really addicted to it. So, but that that's essentially what the song is. And then going into Jaded, that's kind of you know after because brain was like kind of coming off of you know the the high but then jaded is is him re-injecting and and using again and then it's just like the the how stimulated he is from it and just how crazy and wild he gets from it so that it's 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 a it's an interesting kind of story and just um i guess up to this point it was the proggiest thing that they had ever done would yeah, that, would that be too crazy to say? Yes, in 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 like delivery for sure. Yeah, delivery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're 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 entirely different songs, but they're 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 one. And almost, I, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if like Jaded was just net, like erased Jaded off the face of the earth. Yeah, like Brain Stew going into Westbound Sign, and Westbound Sign is my fourteen B. Is it really? Yeah. Well, you have fourteen Bs. Yeah. This. I mean. Yeah. Wow, you never do that. That's some shit I do. That's I know, some real dumb shit I do. I know, and I did this. I did this purposely, purposefully, purposely, purposefully, <laughs> purposefully. Yeah. Is it purposefully or purposely? Oh, in the, in this context, I think it would be purposely. Pur- what's purposefully? I think that's more like a past tense, right? I mean, you could use purposely in a in past tense, but I think. Well, the I fact that you've already you've already you've already balked on the purposely slash purposefully thing. I, yeah, I, I don't know. You lost all about. credibility. I'm stupid. 
We need like our own. We, we need like our own Sean from from Greatest Debate. Remember Greatest Debate and Sean? He would like fact check. Oh yeah, shit. he would. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about him on that podcast. I mean, the only thing oh, we ever like that. we we ever question ourselves about is is our English. <laughs> is, <laughs> Is how we is how we say things and how we conjugate our own our own fucking language. It's true, and and we say so many dumb things outside of that, but we don't question anything. No, because it's all fact, except for that. Yeah. <laughs> except our grammars, our syntax. <laughs> fucking stupid idiots. We're the worst. We're if the you, fucking worst. If you just took jaded out off of like the face of the earth, off of existence, yes. like would would brain stew be? Like that's that's it would what I be good. It's so hard. But it hard. wouldn't have the same impact. I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's hard. So do you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to play. Oops. Oh, I did that wrong. So the, I'm going to play transition, like the last. The, the, I was yeah. going to do the transition. Like the last, let's say, 15 seconds into Jaded. That's what I'll do right now. Or 20 seconds. So here's uh, here's the end of Brain Stew into Jaded. All right. There you go. A little bit of uh, the end of Brain Stew into Jaded. Great stuff, man. Great, great stuff. What's that noise? What was what noise? Oh, uh, that was my that was on my end. Okay, so do we have anything else on um, on Brain Stew and Jaded? Uh, no, that's it. We we'll put it to bed. Nah. Put it to bed. Put it to bed. Okay, so what do you got for your your two B? Your two banger, second banger. Did I say my one B? Oh no, you did not. No, no, no. Did you, you say what, your, oh, your your one B was jaded? Was jaded? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So then, what's your one B? Sorry, my one B is the uh, this this song has been like my one B for for uh, <laughs> as long as you're picking all my records. As, of course, yeah. as if he's dude, he, he as if he's not going to go back to his room and listen to fucking Meryl Streep record that he bought. <laughs> Good God, dude! Every time this kid. <laughs> bargain bin only yeah so my one b is uh it's it's been a it's been a song that has has been with me for quite some time that's stuck with me one b really yeah stuck with me holy shit that's my seven b stuck with me is my one b that's um you you're you're wrong on that one um <laughs> uh but like, why, why do you hate the song no, I th- I think it's an amazing song. I love it. I mean, the, the the first four songs on this record are just like a punch in the face. It, it just it's nonstop. I don't know. I, I I think. I mean, well, really, this entire record is is nonstop. There's there's no low. There's no like quiet point on this record. Do you, but do you have any okay songs? Oh, well, yeah, like walking contradiction. Wow. Obviously. Okay. Well, no. It, okay. What do you mean okay, obviously? Okay. Not obviously well, no, okay. at all. Let, let, okay. Let me let me let me step step back here. It's not an okay song. It's a really really good song, but it's not a banger. Like there's not even an okay song. There are just really really good songs. Walking contradiction is now my seven B. Oh, you're so dumb. It's not you 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 did not. I feel like you missed the point of it. I really did. Let me and let me give you the songs. Let, let me give you the songs that aren't bangers for me, but they're still fucking amazing songs. Start from the so top. We got, so we got no pride. <laughs> Dumb. Okay. Eighty six. I, I get that's my twelve B. Westbound sign. That's my that's my fourteen B. Okay. Okay. Tightwad Hill. That's my five B. Okay. Okay. And then walking contradiction. Those are the one. Those are the songs that aren't 
aren't Bs for me. Westbound Sign is my 14B. I don't know what it is about this song, but it is like it has always been my number one most forgotten song on this album. It's not I mean, bad. It's, it's a I pretty just, average song for for God this record. Damn, it's a pretty I just, average song. Even now, like trying to think of like the lyrics to it, I'd still it's it's difficult. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It it's good that this was kind of put at the end of the record. <laughs> but fuck me, dude. Tightwad Hill, that's a five B. It's a great song. It is a great song. I love the way he says Tightwad Hill. Like the Tightwad part is fast. Tightwad Hill <laughs> and draws out the hill part. Oh my god, it's yeah. so cool. Straightforward, snotty punk song. Are you kidding? Are you joking my ass right now? And the story of the Tightwad Hill. Did you read the story of Tightwad Hill? I did. I did. Yeah. No, How did. cool really is cool. that, dude? Just say Should fucking. Should we get into that then? Yeah, let's get into Tightwad Hill because you hate it. Okay. I love it. It's fantastic. I, I will say though. I will say though. If this album, just real quick. If this album ended on Jaded, I would kind of be okay with it. I would not be like, okay with it. What a what a what an interesting way to end a record though. From Brains to the Jaded, which essentially is the prog song of their of this album. You know, that would be that would be a very interesting ending ending to the record. I don't know. I'm just throwing that one out there. Just I, percolate I, on it a little bit. I I, little bit. I would not. And honestly, I think I, <laughs> I've been a I've been a longtime fan, and I did go back and listen to some of our earlier rankings and stuff. In in Walking Contradiction, it's something I've 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 hated for so long, for so fucking long yeah, because well, it's so song. it's so poppy and dumb. And but but it's not a bad song. Walking Contradiction. Walking Contradiction is more of a Nimrod song than it is an yeah, Insomniac yeah. song. That's a really good call. It is way more Nimrod. It's but, way more poppy and more because Nimrod has more of like a like a mid tempo pace to the entire record, and Walking Contradiction totally follows along in that line. But what Walking That's Contradiction has is some of the best and most fun writing that Billy Joe's ever done. It's yeah. it's incredibly witty. It's incredibly snotty, and it's the best way to say fuck you to the people who called them sellouts, but realistically mm. just weren't ambitious enough, weren't dedicated enough, and most of all, just weren't talented enough as Green Day was. And that's, like, there's no fucking punk kid on the goddamn face of this earth that sets out to be in a band, and if we're if given the opportunity to sign a multi-million dollar contract, would say no, fuck that. I, I don't buy that for a goddamn second. Yeah, all these little punk kids at Gilman, they just suck. They're they're <laughs> a fucking dime a dozen. If anything, at least like Thirty Nine Smooth and Kerplunk, there was a, a progression there to something, something bigger. Mm-hmm. And 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 I just I think Walking Contradiction is just such a perfect way to say like he said, my wallet is fat or my, my yeah my wallet is fat and so is my head. It's just such a cool like fuck you I don't care, mm-hmm. fuck off yeah. I'm better than you clearly. Oh, I love it. Walking Out Dreams is so good. It's it's so much better than I ever gave it credit for until this like literally until this week I've never listened to this song. Don't like it. <laughs> That's so dumb. I've always kind of thought Walking Contradiction was kind of a um like a sister song to Warning, the song Warning. They're kind of I can see that. It's kind of, it's kind of the same like walking it, pace to it. it. It's it's the walking pace but it's also the um it's like the what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say here? Probably the same like BPMs too. It's well, no, like the well, same yeah, thing. But not just that, but it's like the, the sarcastic tone. He he's very sarcastic in both walking contradiction and warning. And 
I feel like they they just they mesh so well together, very very well together. But it's still a good song. It's still a good song. But Taiwan Hill, let, let's get back to yeah. that real quick. Okay, so Taiwan Hill, like I discovered what this is actually about. I don't know if it's what's actually about, but I it makes sense. And and when you were here, like I never knew that. There's two things on this whole album that I never knew until I was researching for this week. One is mm-hmm. is Taiwan Hill. Taiwan Hill is 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 a hill that overlooks the cow, the uh, uh, Berkeley. You see Berkeley. Yeah, there where they play football. Mm-hmm. And there's this this mountain, this this massive hill where people would go and and camp and put chairs up and and get trashed and watch the the Bears play, right? Mm-hmm. Watch them play football. And that's that's fucking cool. And it was called Tightwad Hill because it was free. You didn't have to pay for it. And then in subsequent years, like, you know, obviously developers got wise to this and tried to buy the land and, and do stuff with it. And there's always, like, protests and stuff, thousands of people showing up and chaining themselves to trees saying, like, no, this is our hill. This is for the, the this is a hill of the people, essentially. Yeah. And this song is about Tightwad Hill, but not, but not like the fans because, you know, college football lasts, especially in California, until nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, maybe. But the after hours of college football, those that linger, those aren't really like football fans. Those are kind of like burnouts. Those are kind of just people that, that want to score drugs and be there all night. And that's what this song is about. It's the same, it's the same geographical area, but about a different demographic of people. Yeah, It's it's the late night crowd of Taiwan Hill. And that's what the song is so fucking cool. Yeah. Love it. It's it's the jocks it's it's essentially the jocks versus the burnouts. That's what this is. Yeah. Like the the yes. it's the typical it's like the very stereotypical jocks versus burnout versus burnouts. That's what this song is. Which I mean, I guess when I say it that way it sounds really cheesy. That, uh, it's, it's, it it sounds is. very like like, you know, the the freaks and the geeks type of thing, that, but That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's sure. fine. Oh man! Just the, it's, it's the first song. dude. The first line: "The chiefs get on the hill." The way just the, the chiefs get on the hill. It's just mm-hmm. God. It's just and it's so aggressive and it's so fast and he's just kind of laying it out there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, uh, most of this song, I, I think this is this isn't just like people partying after hours. I think this is like also more about more a little bit more illicit drugs. You know, like like speed and meth and and just yeah. kind of this is hard and more drug than just users. like the burnout. Yeah, more than just the burnout stuff. Because this is the, like the jocks were the ones doing the pot, maybe a little bit of cocaine, but these are like the hardened drug users that are, as he says, turning tricks on top of Tightwad Hill, turning tricks with speedballs. <laughs> yeah, like turning, this is, yeah. These are these are hardened drug users on top of Tightwad Hill. It's. I mean, well, lyrically, okay. I I think lyrically it's a really good song. It's very good. Well, it's just it's a stinker for you, but that's all right. But no, it's not. It's not a stinker. There's no stinkers on this record. Well, you just said Tightwad Hill, silly. Walking Contradictions is a stinker. But let's let's get it stuck with me because that is my one B. Yeah. Okay. What do you got on this one? What do you got on this one? <laughs> so so this is uh, actually there's three things I didn't never, never knew until this week. This is a, another one uh, supposedly originally titled uh, Do Da Da. Oh, like did you hear that? Did no, you read I that? haven't heard that. So no, this, is that, this was is that like a throwback to the police or something or what? Da do da da. That's exactly what I thought. No. Of. This is the, this was supposedly originally titled "Do Da Da," but the labels on the I, I, whatever this point was were switched, 
and this the song titles got mixed up. So the song Do Da Da is actually on Shenanigans, and this is called Stuck With Me. Oh, no and shit. If, and I, I, I did. I listened to and I read the lyrics to the Do Da Da song on Shenanigans, and in that song, they say Stuck With Me multiple times. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So that's damn. I haven't listened to Shenanigans in so long. I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's. I. I never knew that till this fucking week. That was. I, that's. That's crazy. That is. That's fucking wild. I cannot. Dude, I cannot fucking imagine. Even though this song like really has nothing to do with with being stuck with me. I guess. I mean, it's about being a pushover, right? And I guess no. Yeah. I, I guess you like you don't want to be stuck with me being a pushover and and never sticking up for yourself. But I can't imagine this song being called anything other than stuck with me. I think it's so perfect. I think so too. Absolutely. I, I'll, I'll keep going. You want me to keep going? I'll go on. No, 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 keep going. Sorry. No, Dude, sorry, I closed out Mike's bass playing Mike's bass playing in the chorus. Like there's way more notes and lines than we've ever given him credit for. I should yeah, say society. I, I should say society has given credit for. We give Mike Dern a lot of credit, and we give Trey a lot of credit whenever we yeah. do Granny in the Pod. There's way more notes and there's way more bass playing in the chorus and on this album than society has given Mike Dern credit for. And especially, especially yeah. after the cast out and buried in the hole, the do do dee do do dee do do dee do do dee, like that part right there is just, it's so fast, it's so small, it's so short, but. It's it's just iconic, and and Billy Joe lets him do his thing, and that's I, that's a good bandmate. It's, it's also on this record where everybody is is really turned up on the mix, especially Mike. So maybe that's why we're kind of noticing notic- noticing it more so. And because, because Billy Joe so stops playing, and that part that did that yeah, cast yeah. out buried in a hole, do 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 because Billy Joe's is letting that note kind of ring out, maybe palm muting a little bit. He's letting he knows Mike has a cool fucking lead that he wants to do, and he's letting him do it. <laughs> he's not like he's letting Mike play his little lead part. Yeah, yeah, and then also the one, two, three, four, and Billy Joe could have matched him note for note because we know Billy Joe can play the guitar. We know Billy Joe can match him note for note, but instead he kind of just the whole time and lets Mike do like, come on, are you fucking joking my ass right now, dude? Like these guys, these guys were on the top of their game, and these guys were one hundred percent comfortable letting each other take the rain especially i I mean yeah i think this era of the band like the four records you know from dookie through warning they all kind of shined in their own their own way but after that and before that it was just it's boring boring punk music boring wannabe punk music beforehand and then afterwards it was just trying to strive to be a global phenomenon yeah and i mean obviously it worked for them so here's a little bit of uh, Stuck With Me from The Green Days. So here we go. There you go. A little bit of uh, Stuck With Me from Green Day. I had to play it up to that point, which is like at the end of the song. But, oh, One, dude, two, it's, three, four. it's so good. It's so fucking good. Man, it's, I think this is one of the, this song and Babs Uvula. Babs Uvula. Oh, my God. Babs dude. Uvula Who. Who. That song, this song, and uh, Geek Stink Breath. I feel like those three songs, his bass playing is so fucking loud in the mix. And I love it. I think it just sounds so good. It it really throws back to that 
I feel like that was like a signature of the East Bay punk scene, East Bay hardcore scene, you know, where the bass player was turned up super fucking loud. I mean, not only did you hear it in AFI, but you heard it in other bands related to them, like like Circus Tents, The Force, and shit like that. Like, the bass was always so fucking loud, and I, I love it. I love it so much. It sounds so good. I, I think, like, I mean, honestly, if we're just, com- like, AFI is an easy comparison, I think it's because the guitarist is not as good as Billy Joe was. And I, I think when you turn up the oh, bass yeah. is because you don't have a guitarist that can really play rhythm lead. And in this case, also be the fucking lead singer. And it's just like Billy yeah. Joe was, was truly unique. And again, like I, I didn't know he was a phenomenal guitarist until I saw him live. Yeah. And I was holy I mean, fuck, dude, this guy can it's, shred. It's, it's not to say that that Mark was a bad guitar player in AFI because he was good. I mean, there was nothing wrong with his playing. But then also when you look back and the first two AFI records and the early EPs, most of those songs were written by Jeff Kresge, the bass player, and Davey Havoc. So they're going to be a little bit more bass heavy. They're going to be a little bit more stripped down on the guitar sense. So that's understandable from uh, from the AFI viewpoint. But even even still, the the other bands that came out of that scene, they're a lot more bass heavy, it, or at least my understanding of, of that scene, they're a little bit more bass heavy than anything else. True, where but like this album was, I mean, it's by all accounts, and this album was written by Billy Joe, and, and eh, yeah, for the most part, yeah. So the fact that there's so many bass parts, and it's not even just like leads, it's it's. Like Mike Dern just never stops. Mike Dern is more prevalent on the parts where he's not featured as a lead than anything. Who was the guitarist from AFI in the beginnings? Mark Stoffelis. Mike Dern is more prevalent in the parts that aren't featured as a bass solo or as a bass lead than Mark ever was as AFI in the early days. I, okay, I, and, yeah, I can understand that. And Trey Cool is more prevalent and, and featured as a lead more often than anything the drummer <laughs> than, for AFI was in the early days yeah, either. Definitely. I mean, and that, like I said, too, not to say Adam's a bad drummer because right. Adam was, a, he, he is a really, even to this day, he's still a really good drummer. He's put out a lot of good stuff, but Trey is, he's honestly just a better drummer. These are just, the, like, these are guys that just meshed better together and afi mm. did really 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 good stuff in the beginning not in bodies or nothing like that but in the <laughs> beginning they did really good stuffs whereas like green day like dude from the beginning like green like billy joe was the front man and, and dirt knew it like you watch when they're playing in high schools like they knew it yeah those videos yeah but billy joe had no problem letting everybody else do their thing and, and you I, see it on Dookie as well. I mean, look how much Trey just kind of goes off. Like in fucking he, Longview, for God's sakes, yeah, right? Well, like well, Billy Joe does almost out. nothing in Longview. Dude, how many how many fucking punk songs have a drum solo? <laughs> but Burnout does. Burnout fucking does. Even the song in the end, the the drum fills, the drum parts on that song are amazing. They're fucking amazing. Uh, dude, like they whatever. just they they were they were truly something special, and I and I and I, up until warning i i just think that they were very respectful of each other yeah absolutely i think it was once they once they they either all decided or one or two people decided that they they should go more mainstream and like follow the emo side they were all very it all seemed like they were very good friends but then after that point after warning they all became it was all business 
Yeah. At that point. I mean, it, there's no turning back from it. It still seems like they are good friends, but it also still seems like if you question them individually as to, you know, who, who's, who's the boss, they would all say one person. And that's, yeah, that's, that's would, Billy that Joe. Billy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Whatever uh, that's worth. That means yeah. Nothing, so but. I, going back to stuck with me, I, this is one of the songs where the chorus isn't very strong, but the verses are really strong. The especially uh, vocal melody wise is like, is that the dun dun? It's that it's that at the end of every line he's buried in a hole. I feel like the verses are so much stronger than the actual choruses, which I mean honestly you don't hear in most songs. Otherwise, it's it's a fucking killer song. It's my seven B, and we already kind of touched upon the lyrics. I mean it's. It's just about being a pushover, somebody being a pushover, and not standing up, not standing up for themselves, and whatever. Okay. What's That's your cool. what's what's your two B? Cool. What you got? Geek stink, geek stink breath. Okay. Okay. I love that song. I mean, how can you not? Just that that opening, the the dun dun, and then just that. I don't even know what kind of effect he uses. It's almost like this, like flange. I don't even know what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like there's oh. Like I always thought it was like literally just somebody like going like burping or something, and they just <laughs> affected that burp because it's so oh, you know what guttural and you, weird. Do you know what it sounds like? I just I this totally just popped in my head, like at the beginning of um or like in the song "It's My Life" from Bon Jovi, that like that bow, vocal thing. Bow. That that's what it sounds like. It does which obviously like which obviously like Peter Frampton really kind of did back in the sixties and seventies or seventies I think, bow. but I'm more referencing the Bon Jovi shit. Cause it, it's really song. like guttural and it's really low and, and burpy yeah. and, and just gross. But it's only at the beginning. It's yeah. only that, that, that first hit. And then oh. you, you just get those, those big hits. And then the dun, 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 dun. It's almost like this. It's like a palm muted, just kind of trudging along, almost like Metallica, like maybe Metallica, like black album Metallica, but not as heavy, but still in that same kind of vein as, as the black album sounding sound. I I, th- I think this is just, I fucking love it. See, this is I a song, song that I think that uh, this is my all, this is also my two B. I yeah, I, I, no, I I like the amount of open hi hats. It's just a wall of like cymbal sounds mm-hmm. before before the transition back into the verses from the chorus. Trey does is like this three count where it's snare snare bass and then hits the cymbals and then it goes into like what is happening. Whereas like a normal pop punk thing would be like bass, bass, like boom, 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 and then hit it. He mm. does this. It's a little bit different, but it like the accent is on the cymbals. And I think this is a very cymbal driven song. And I think that's like deliberate into let Trey cool. Just really let the cymbals ride for, you know, to be facetious and stupid about it. Let the cymbals ride. It's I, it's a very cymbal <laughs> sounding song. And I love it. This is a fantastic song. I think this is. I think this is almost like a Trey Cool song. Yeah, I could see that. I I can really see that. It's it's and I think it's because he's such a bouncy sounding drummer. So it's it, that that's also another thing about Green Day, especially in the '90s, was that they they had that very bouncy sound. The da na da na. It's just it's. I don't even know how to describe it otherwise, other than bouncy. I think it's, it's very very strange. I think a good way to describe it is the fact that Trey Cool was was drumming in bands uh, when he was fourteen years old, and 
with, yeah. with people that were much, much older than him, which is weird, but I'm sure he learned a lot of, a lot of valuable lessons. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Like the guy from and Lookout Records was like 45 and in the band with Trey oh, Cool yeah, at 14 years old. That. I forgot about that. That was fucking weird. Yeah, fucking bizarre, so disgusting, weird. and weird. It just—it's just weird. But the chorus on this song, the the wait, what are the fucking lyrics? No, the best I'm part on of a this. Roll, no self control. Like it's that. It's that. That, that melody is so good. I, I think. I think that's that is easily the catchiest part of this entire record. Oh, is the chorus in Geek Stink Breath. That's it bold, is. That's bold it claims. really is. It's it's the it's the catchiest thing. It's the poppiest thing on this record. Is the chorus to the song. I also you never knew he that. said like the words methamphetamine until this week. I was just I always yeah, I was just singing along to whatever I I always thought he said and just I'm blowing off steam with methamphetamine. I just I don't know. <laughs> you just huh. kind of like, like made up my own shit. The, yeah, the sounds. Yeah, I was like, that's what, the what fuck? I. He says methamphetamine. <laughs> Green Day is one of those bands too. Like I don't know what the fuck Billy Joe saying most of the time. AFI is another band. Thrice is another band. I don't yeah. know what the hell they're saying. No idea what they're saying. <sighs> but then even good. after even after you read the lyrics, you're still gonna say what you want to say. I know. It really. doesn't matter. Especially especially <laughs> you know it's been it's been over 20 years. <laughs> I know. That, I'm not gonna fucking to change now. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny too because like for me at least, I will think about saying it correctly but i won't do it you purposely so it, not do it yeah it'll it'll just be on my mind that i should do it but i'm not gonna do it yeah i don't care this <laughs> is it's so stupid i do what i want i love it all right so i'm gonna start i'm gonna do geek sting breath but i'm just gonna do it not even fade in so here we go from green day there you go geek stink breath from green from green day did I, have, I always have a hard time saying the title of the song. Yeah, weird. Geek Stink Breath. It's, all, it's, it's, a, little, it's, a, little, it's a little difficult. Yeah. It's not Ooh. difficult at all. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm a stupid yeah. fucking man. Well, we all know that, so. <laughs> uh, so, lyrically, what do you have on this one? Uh, oh, meth usage, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. He knows how bad it is, but he does it anyway. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he, he, he talks about, like, all the... All the the I guess I guess you could say minor consequences of of Matthews and he kind of throws it into the song and he doesn't really make light of it but I guess with 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 the the catchiness of the chorus it kind of makes light of it and it's that kind of what's the word I'm trying to think of <laughs> it's like it's like the Mitch Hedberg joke when when he talks about like the apple he's like hey Mitch you want an apple he's like nah eventually it'll be a core <laughs> no. I, <laughs> Like no, I'm I'm still gonna fucking do it. I don't care. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, I love Mitch Hedberg. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Did you do the the chest to your lips to God thing? With your no, hand? I did not do that. Oh. No, I, I I did not do that. I always do that for fallen homies. I grew up watching baseball, and that's that's why I do the, yeah, the thing. A good majority of the players do that in baseball. Yeah, you have to. Why would you not? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, so should we should we get into another song or should we talk about the artwork? What kind of? Uh, we should get into the video for Geek Stink Breath because it is the best video on this album, <laughs> and it was a video that was banned. I on, never or, knew it was banned or censored. It was censored, or I guess it was banned censored. Yeah, and and it was it was banned or censored because it was too aggressive and it's pretty gross. 
yeah, even it's till this day, like I was, I mean, like teeth in general. Oh, people, I can't, I can't do it because I cannot do it because nobody wants to go to the fucking dentist, right? Like nobody likes yeah. to go to the dentist. Your teeth are a very sensitive subject, and watching somebody get their tooth pulled is is fucking disgusting. Still, yeah. like I can I can tolerate a lot of things, you know, beheadings from the cartels and stuff that have posted on the internet in high school, but. Fuck man, getting a tooth pulled. Oof. That's some nasty I'm, shit. I'm I'm with you. I I can, I've I've seen the worst of the worst stuff. I mean, remember, remember rotten.com? Oh yeah, right. I mean, that's nothing, but you you bring teeth into the picture? I can't do it. Like <laughs> I know teeth. Dude, just, I It's all different dude, ball I've, game. I, I've seen crazy shit online. I've seen crazy shit in person. But teeth? I I can't do it. Like they're like th- there's this guy on YouTube that I watch that I've been following for years named LA beast. And for like a while, for like maybe six months, he was, he was going through this thing where like he was like opening bottle, like glass beer bottles with his teeth, like Corona bottles with his teeth. I couldn't watch the video. I had to stop watching the videos. <laughs> like anytime I saw him, like, cause he, he opened like, I think it was like something like 12 bottles in like two minutes with his teeth. Fuck that. Dude, there was oh dude i cannot do it. i cannot do teeth there was a guy who used to work at the dave and busters his name was matt and he would come over and he would play ping pong all the time at my house and he was really yeah. good and so i liked him at my house and then he would always open bottles with his teeth and the first time he did it i was just like what are you doing oh dude that is it's like, i do it all the time i think like, fucker you're in a garage we have screwdrivers and wrenches and bottle <laughs> openers like why do you use your fucking teeth so I know. I've been I, doing it for a while. I'm like, stop fucking doing it. <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. God damn. No, I'm, so I'm not like I'm not like one to fucking sit there and like mouthwash and then floss every fucking tooth three, four times a day. You know what I mean? Like I this <laughs> but like god damn, I'm not gonna bite into a bottle. I'm not a psycho. Yeah, I no, I I think that I mean it's just taking it too far. Way too far. But yeah, teeth, fuck that. I I <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm gonna go out of my. I, I'm not gonna like throw up if I watch it. I'm not gonna be like overly dramatic and like scream and shit like that. But it's just it's not pleasant for me. Not to say you know beheadings are pleasant because they're not. But fuck, man, teeth are just they're things. It's, I don't know, man. It's it's weird how desensitized we are to some things, but things like yeah. dentistry are, are, are just it's too, that's too that's where I draw the line. <laughs> And geek yeah. stink breath like, is we, still like, one of I, those things. <laughs> we we can watch two girls one cup. Yeah, oh yeah, all day gross. long. It's hilarious. I'll laugh through but it. I'll, I'll drink. It. I'll drink a fucking chocolate shake as I'm watching. No big deal. Easy. <laughs> but fucking teeth. Fuck. Nah, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm totally out on that one. I I'm totally in agreement with you on that one. Or agreement with you on that one. <laughs> fuck that. Ah, dude. Good video though. Good video though. but i can't believe like i can't believe that mtv would would censor that video for that i mean yeah it's uncomfortable but i mean it's not like they're doing anything uncommon or anything that's not it's just so weird to to censor that so bizarre i don't know man i'm I'm good yeah i am too All right, so video-wise, oh, I mean, since we're on videos, obviously there was a video for Brain Stew. There was a video for Jaded. Brain Stew video, it was filmed like with a, with a sepia tone. It was very kind of, it, it, was, it was essentially 
the band inside of a dump and they're just destroying things around them. It's very slow paced and, and everything like that. And then you jump into jaded and that video is like vibrant colors and it's hyper. It's, it's fucking wild. There's quick camera, camera cuts and everything like that. So, but I mean, that goes along musically, but I wish, I wish it would, they were done like in a better transitionatory way. I wish, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. wish, you know what I mean? Like, I wish they were one in the same, just different, I don't know, different uh, aspects, different Settings. views of the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like you can still do Jaded in the dump aspect of it. Just make it more aggressive and more crazy and more frantic. I, I, I wish they would have taken, like, the whole uh, sum is greater than its parts thing into consideration. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, they're, they're cool videos. They're cool. Yeah. Same, and then, yeah. And then what's the other video, Walking Contradiction? I think yeah. That's the only other video. <laughs> that's so stupid. Which is, a, it's still a good video. <laughs> so I mean, I, dumb. honestly, the, the video is better than the song. He reminds me, he reminds me of like Tobey Maguire walking down in Spider-Man, like swinging his oh, arms, like, like a fucking asshole just walking down, which makes and, sense and stuff. And, and like I was saying, like before about Walking Contradiction, how the song kind of goes, it could be the sister song to Warning, but the videos for Walking Contradiction and Warning are almost identical. Well, they, the they, entire, the, the premises are, are, are identical. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. Funny. I, I love both videos. And honestly, like, the good middle ground video for both of them is Time of Your Life. Like, Time of Your Life was a very dumb video. I fucking hate that. I can't stand that video. I think it's so cheesy and dumb. <laughs> but there's a lot of the same things that they did in Time of Your Life that they would make fun of in Warning. I don't see. I don't even remember the video for Time of Your Life. Oh, except Time of Your Life is so when, dumb. when Billy Joe is like sitting on the mattress on the floor and he's playing the acoustic guitar. That's all I remember from that video. Oh god, dude, Time of Your Life else. is so stupid. It's such a dumb video. <laughs> <sighs> what are you? Uh, what? What's? What's? What's your? What's your two B? Oh man, what's what are we doing? We're, we're doing the pod. Yeah, what's your two B? Oh my gosh, my two B is oh, it's Geek Stink Geek Stink Breath. Remember? Oh okay, what's yeah, your what's so your three B? What's my two? What's my two B was geek stink, geek stink breath. Wow, I can't oh, say it was. Either. Okay, so then what's your three B then? Uh, what is my? 3B? Oh, that was brain stew, right? Oh yeah, or brain no, stew, jaded. jaded, brain stew, and jaded. I, I, oh, okay, I count okay. them one is the same. That's my two B. Yeah. So my number, my my three B is Babs Uvula Who. <laughs> I got it right. I got it that, right that time. That's my four B. <laughs> it's good stuff. Just the the way he sings on this, like the vocal delivery, it's I think it's just so so great and the stop and go of the music i i fucking love this song so this I was like it. this was like taken from a an snl skit was it oh yeah, yeah it was yeah you're right you're right yeah yeah, yeah it was. and yeah. i've never i've never heard of the skit i've never seen the skit and i tried to watch it it's probably terrible I, I i i couldn't find a video of it i could only find the audio of the video really? and it was stupid it wasn't funny it was a chevy chase driven skit for whatever yeah, that's 76. worth and so I, I I listened to it and it was literally like knock knock who's there, Babs Uvula, Babs Uvula who? <laughs> yeah, I see it. And it's and so like you're laughing already more than I laughed during the skit itself, and it was just I'm laughing because it's so stupid. Like it's not even funny. That's what I'm laughing at. It, but like, dude, it was dumb. It was not good at all. And I don't I don't think anything about this was funny. And but the song's good. It's four B. <laughs> 
But it, it, it was the first time in the album, six tracks later, that there was any kind of quiet, right? Because mm-hmm. five tracks prior to this, there's there's no downtime, there's no quiet time. And this is my favorite Billy Joe delivery on the album. As far as the way he sings, this is my favorite. Yeah, I, can, I, think, I think so too. I think his verses are literally unstoppable. Unstoppable. They're so fucking good. And... Even after reading them this week, which I never knew what he says, and I read the lyrics once, and I thought, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to stop reading them. That way I'm going to do... And that's I'm going to do whatever I want to fucking do, because I don't want to know what he says, because I've been doing it for so fucking long. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. And I got myself all wound up. And I'm all wound up. It's so good, though. It's fantastic. I it's so it's so basic and so simple. It's first it's like chorus, it's, verse, chorus, over and over and over. But the way the song builds on itself up until that third verse, and yeah, then yeah. Be, be, because because the first two verses are just like you hear a lot of like the the hi hat hits from Trey <laughs> and everything kind of very very calm but also very punk. But then the way the third verse drops in and it's now this is let loose. Let's just go for it. Everything's very frantic. Everything's open chords. Everything's very loud. And it's, it's got it so basic in its approach, but so just masterfully executed. Yeah. And so loud and so heavy. This could be, this could have easily been the poppiest song on the whole record had it not been for every other band or like everything else outside of the vocals. Cause everything is so, it's so loud and aggressive. But Billy's, but Billy's melody is just so basic and catchy and simple, and I love it. And and like you were saying, the only the only lyric I know is the first line. I got a neck for fucking everything up. That's all I know. I That's I it. literally know nothing else of what he says on this song. And then just nothing. like coming in when he says "all wound up." That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, even when I read it, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. I, I, this, this isn't right. I, I, I just felt dirty doing. I felt dirty reading uh, it. I don't want to learn the lyrics. I'm happy with what I've been doing for 20 years. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm totally with you on this one. <laughs> totally with you. So here's, um, here's a bit of a Babs Uvula who from the Green Days. There you go, Babs Uvula who from. The Green Days. Great fucking song. Great fucking song. <laughs> it's it's weird because if we, if like you or I were to sing this song in like a karaoke aspect, people would know what we're saying. Because, I don't know, just because we try to like enunciate our words to where people can understand us, but because of just like the lazy, lackadaisical delivery of billy joel and green day mm-hmm. like you have no fucking idea what he's saying and it, like literally he's just slurring his words and he could he could have just been slurring his words and add the lyrics later well, i don't know that's probably how it was when when they probably recorded that this that's probably what it was they he probably had no lyrics <laughs> just that 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 hook every other line that fucking hook oh, so, so fucking good <laughs> it's really Literally the dumbest song that he might have ever written. This might be the dumbest song he's ever written. <laughs> but it's one of the best at the same time. I, it's it's wild. So what do you got lyrically on this one? Uh, I, I thought it was about like just feelings of anxiety. 
and how it affects yeah. the the narrator's life. That's what I have too. I think mm-hmm. this is like hitting the nail on the head. You know, th- you can't get any more <sighs> obvious <laughs> when it comes to the lyrics on a song. It's anxiety. It's him getting himself all wound up. I mean, that's literally what he says. I think that's as far as it goes, lyrically, for me at least. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got yeah. anything else left on this song? No, I'm that's I'm good. That's good. I'm good. You're right, good. So then what's good. your what's your four B? That was my four B. No, you, oh what? Oh it was. Yeah, okay. that was your yeah, three B. That's my four B. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it, got it. So then my four B I mean fuck, dude, we've talked about almost we're getting close to almost all the songs then. Well, we got a lot we got some bangers already that we have not talked about. Oh, yeah, the first couple songs. Uh so my four B is panic song. Okay. I mean, that buildup. That buildup is so good. You start out with the bass. That it's super fucking fast, and uh, Billy and Trey come in. Trey with that, just that the the toms going, and Billy is just kind of hitting those notes, letting those notes ring out, and then it just goes into this super fucking rad punk song. But it's like a minute. I think I think it's like a minute and a half of that buildup. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, so this is this is my nine B, and okay. I this is I I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, saying that Nimrod did a straightforward surf song, which was like unequivocally a surf song. Last right in is obviously a surf song, but yeah. this is also a surf song. This is a a JFI JFI, JFI like, a, yeah. like AFI, but if they were a little bit more fun. They'd be JF. They'd be JFI. <laughs> if they had, yeah, if they have, a, if they had a better time playing music. <laughs> if they had a, yeah, they're a little more fun. They'd be JFI. <laughs> this is like a JFA type of of surf song. It's super fast, and there's just enough surf there. Those little rings that Billy Joe does in the chords. Those are very, very surfage. A lot yeah, of like yeah, a lot of the so. bass playing that is very that that fast stuff. Even though it's faster than all of the surf music. It's very surf sounding. And the way the bass plays with the drums is also very surf sounding. Just sped up exponentially. But it's very yeah, surf yeah, sounding. Definitely. And this is like this is their this is their surf song. And they're from the Bay Area. There's a beach in the Bay Area close by. <laughs> well, it's a shitty beach, but it's a yeah. shitty beach. Yeah, fuck any beach is not Huntington or Newport. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah, any beach that's not in Orange County. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Orange County honestly has some amazing beaches. If it wasn't for the Shoebies, uh, like that's why they have like the surf competitions in Huntington Beach is because they're fantastic. Besides like Baja California, Huntington yeah, Beach yeah. is like the primo spot for surfing on the West Coast of the United States. Agreed. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, definitely. That's some of the craziest waves in outside of Hawaii. Just constant some of the waves in the U.S. Constantly yeah. great breaks. You know, mm-hmm. high tide, low tide, you're going to get something that you can serve at any time of the day. Two in the yeah. morning, two in the afternoon, doesn't matter. Good stuffs. Man, I haven't been down to the beach in so long. I kind of miss it, man. I do. I, I, fucking, I, I Honestly, I, I, miss, I miss the beach a lot. 20 minutes from it. I live 20 minutes from it and I haven't been in Well, years. to be fair, like you, you, you live 20, maybe even 15 minutes as a crow flies, but it could possibly take you 45 to an hour to get to the beach, plus okay. parking, plus... Plus payment, yeah. plus traffic, like fuck that. Plus shoebies, yeah. plus pollution. True, true. We're and talking, also, you know, we're talking a growing, day trip. 
but also you know also growing up going to the beach several times a week you know for my first 15 years of life you know 20 years of life going to the beach Dude, Joe Ronald and I used to take the fucking bus down Beach Boulevard. We throw our boogie boards on the bus and take Beach all the way down. Yeah, Dude, it takes such a twenty-five minutes. It's a, no, it takes way longer than twenty-five minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? No it way. Take, no way. It doesn't even take twenty-five minutes driving your own car down from Buena Park. There was to, not to get the bus. Wouldn't, the bus wouldn't way. stop as much as it did now. The bus stops every fucking. Even but still, stop. you have to wait at all the fucking lights. Like, even if you're driving your your own personal car from say from say beach and let's say beach and ball, let's just say beach and ball down to PCH. No, but you Dude, know there that, are that's an easy no, forty five no, no, no. minutes. See now, now you're easy not forty five minutes. Now, to an under, hour. now you're not understanding like the main streets, the way How's, streets, the way streets, the way streets are set up. Boulevard? There are, are streets. Fucking... There are streets that run parallel to each other that run faster. For instance, Orangethorpe will generally run faster than La Palma. Orangethorpe is right. a is yeah, a no, is yeah. an offshoot of La Palma. They run parallel yes. to each other. But if you want to get somewhere that is road. equal yeah, distance, absolutely. you're gonna take Orangethorpe because it just runs faster. Beach Boulevard is going to run faster than the offshoots of itself. Like, you know, Lemon. Correct. It's gonna run faster than Lemon. It's gonna yeah. run faster than Harbor. It's gonna run faster yeah. than Brookhurst. It's gonna run faster than all these streets because well, it's Magnolia. bigger. Magnolia's a bad one. Magnolia's the worst. Yeah, Beach but, Boulevard just runs faster. But it still doesn't run fast. You're st- you still on the bus. You still got forty five minutes to an hour. Like if it's taking you that long to drive your personal car from say nah. Ball and Beach nah. to get the fuck out of here. You, nah. You've never ridden the bus in your whole life. I'm I've dumb. ridden the bus. Honestly, I've ridden the bus more. In probably one year of my life than you ever have in your entirety of your oh, life. Oh yeah. Oh, you definitely have. I know. M- maybe maybe not even <laughs> one year. Maybe like in months. Like it just I, like I've ridden the bus so many fucking times. It's disgusting. No, I know. I you, you and I've seen the I've, I've seen the progression of of or I guess the, the the regression of horribleness that the bus has to offer. <laughs> Whereas like honestly, when when Ronald Joe and I used to get on the bus, it was free. They would just let us on. They like we just we'd have sandals. Well, because you're fucking kids. Yeah, like, but but now no but money. now getting on the bus, it's 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 uh, it's disgusting and dangerous. Where did we even leave off of? Leave we off are of? on our five B. Actually, we're pretty much done with all the big did, D's. We just did we, no, we we didn't finish with Panic Song. We're still on. We're in the middle of Panic Song. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's it's it's, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's it's solid. It's it's weird because even though it's like hectic and fast, it's got this very calming underlying buildup with the the guitar strums and it's uh, it, uh, from the forums I was reading. It's very much like a Panic Attack, a Panic Song, Panic Attack, yeah. Mike Dern, Billy Joe. Suffered from panic a- panic attacks at the time, and this is very much like a a panic attack. People were saying it's 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 calming in the guitar sense, but it's also this like impending thing that you know is coming on in the yeah. bass and the drums. And this is one of the the few instances where, at least on this record, where Mike has a co write like he's a co writer on this on this song, or like a lyricist, I guess. Maybe he's a co writer. I don't I don't remember. But he yeah. actually has a shout out on this on this particular song. See, like, which like is cool. what that what that always sh- what I just think that is is when a band like this is everybody is really good, but now all of a sudden he's getting a co writing credit. That that makes me think like this is essentially ninety five percent of his song, but because they're now getting bigger, they need to have Billy Joe have more rights or something like that. 
Uh, Whereas on like 39, because like Mike Dern's been good for a long time and Trey Cool's been good for a long time. And so when you have a band that's in an era of the 90s where the front man is very, is very, you know, that, that that's what it was. It's yeah. almost Stephen still is Jenkins, today. You know. It's, it's, I, I feel like he had more to write and it's just, they, they added Billy Joe as, as like a secondary, even though this is probably a Mike Dern song because it makes sense so. that it would be a Mike Dern song. Yeah. Considering how bass heavy it is, not just like sonically and dynamically, but yeah, there's a fucking lot of bass. It starts out with the bass. It's 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 rhythm section only. Essentially, the song yeah. is rhythm section only until the, the singing starts. And like the singing part's good, but it's not the song. No, it's not at all. It's the, it's the build up that makes the song. So should we play a little bit of it, or should we just kind of move on? What I don't you know if we do? should we should start. I think we should move on because I don't know if we should start with the beginning or once the yeah that song true. starts. Plus, I want to talk about at least a couple other things here. Yeah, no, let, let's get into that. What else you got? You don't like no pride. Why don't you like no pride? Why do you what hate do you that mean? song? You don't. I do no like pride was like a song that you said was that you could take it away, not a big deal. Well, no, it's it's um it's not a banger, but yeah. it's, a, it's still a really good song. It, but for this record, it's a very straightforward Green Day song. Like, there's nothing that, to me at least, that really stands out. I don't know. Well, I mean, what, what do you think? There, See, is there something in this that? Yeah, this love? was this was another song that Billy Joe just kind of let like Trey and, and Mike like do their thing and, and okay. just kind of like goof around and play around and, and have a good time. And like the pre chorus is is like my favorite part of the song. You better swallow your pride or you're gonna choke on it. <laughs> like there's <laughs> no more snotty, fucking obnoxious douchebag thing to say to all the haters to everybody that called green day sellouts there's no there's nothing better on dookie than that one line you better That's swallow true. your pride or you're gonna choke on it <laughs> and it's just <laughs> like dude ugh, green day is like they don't fucking care anymore like dookie they was their big thing and, and then insomniac hit and everyone's calling them sellouts and like yeah well my, you know, my wallet's not a sellout, and he's pulling out his wallet like Lizzo, like like <laughs> like a Lizzo thing. You know, like Lizzo loves yeah. being rich and famous, even though people shit on her all the time for whatever reason. Same thing with Green Day, like they don't fucking care. And Billy doesn't give a shit. And then no pride is is like yeah. Well, see, got no see, pride. that's the thing. I I don't think he doesn't give. I think he does give a shit, but he tries to make it seem like he doesn't. I think it's because the opposite. Like, no, because like we what we talked about, you know, you. you you make this you make this record because Dookie and Kerplunk got so much like hate from Gilman and that's really what it comes down to. I think it it really comes down to Gilman and then being banned from that venue. And I feel like it hurt the band so much that they were banned from that fucking venue that they they had to make this record and then it's just this 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 identity crisis that the band has and then you go into American Idiot and then that was great. And then they tried to make the follow up, and it fucking bombed with Twenty First Century. And then they were like, "Okay, well let's let's try to make a, a like an album like Dookie and and Insomniac." And that was Uno Dos Trey. That was a huge fucking flop. And then they're like, "Oh, let's do Revolution Radio to make it sound like American Idiot." That was a fucking flop. I think I think post post American Idiot, I don't think they've ever thought let's make an album like Dookie. No, I think I, I think. I think no, American I, I Idiot. I disagree with you 100. percent I, I think Uno Dos Trey is 100 percent trying to recapture the 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 vibrancy of American Idiot because if they wanted to do something like Dookie, then they wouldn't have they would have added so much instrumentals to it. They would have dumbed it down, and and none of that 
sounded like it was dumbed down. And no, I, I think I, that this is the only time, Insomniac is the only time maybe I would agree that they felt bad, that they were ostracized from Gilman. But after counting on them ducats from Dookie, I don't even give a shit. Because who would? <laughs> who fucking yeah, would? it's true. It's true. Who fucking would? But I, I, in the end, I do like the lyrics on this song because it is it is kind of a fuck you to that whole scene because the punk scene, honestly... Posers. The punk scene yeah. is like literally the biggest posers in all of the fucking <laughs> they scenes. Are. 100% so, they're, are. They're some of the most pretentious people ever. No, they're like, fucking posers. They're, they're a bunch of people that think that DIY punk is the only way to go, but given the opportunity to sell out 100%, I think that every single one of them would. They would. Absolutely. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Poser, poser, poser. Because nobody wants to be a crust punk forever. Like, how many crust punks do you know who are in their 50s? You don't know any. Yeah, unless they no, suck. Not a single one. Yeah, you don't know any crust punk in their 50s. It's, it's, it's fucking, fucking trash. It's silly boy talk. Silly boy talk. So it's no a, pride. Yeah, it's a, it was good. Good. It's a very young man's game. That's it's a sa- punk is. No pride was a sassy comeback. I dig. Dude. It is. So should we play a little bit of No Pride? Nah, that's all right. This is dude, we got like four more songs. Let's get off. Okay, let's, let's get, get over into them. them. Let's, let's, let's get, get into them. them. Let's, let's get, get over them. them. Let's, let's get, get into over them. them. Let's get what do you got? What do you got them. next? What do you got next? Because you obviously want to talk about the first uh, two songs. Uh, well, those are my six and eight B. Our, 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 oh, okay, those are my eight and nine Bs. Armitage, Shanks, and then Brad. Brad's my eight B. That's my nine B. Okay, but but Armitage, I did, I just never knew it was about a toilet. Like they, it was. I, I read a yeah, story that it was, was about a fucking weird. toilet, <laughs> a British toilet company. Somebody and wrote they Green Day on a name. toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tight. We're 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 trash. Let's let's write a song about it. Let's sing the first <laughs> fucking track on our new album about this. Yeah, and that was kind of the big criticism too on this record was that they they this is a very it's a much darker and depressing record compared to Dookie, and then to start it out with this that they're a shit band. Like it's, it's, it's it's yeah. it's killer. It's a it's a great song. I I I think he sounds super snotty on this right off the bat. The melody when he says like I'm a loner in a catastrophic mind like that, dude. It's so catchy and just Trey has a lot of it cool is. fills. He mashes them and they're so quick and so much. There's a lot of little drum leads and solos. And yeah, he actually has a drum lead slash solo. And just like Dookie, this this album starts with. Trace drumming not nearly as fast but it's fucking great it's fantastic yeah so so that one and then brat um i don't really care about brat that much there's not there's not a whole lot in there that i that i care about but um no that's 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 pretty much it 86 i i it's know a good song. 86 I, is good 86 is weird because i know every single word to it like as he sings it but mm-hmm. i've never i've never thought it was like any kind of top five six seven eight or nine no, it's not overly catchy or anything like that. And, you know, lyrically, it's it's a it is another example of them being butthurt that they were banned from Gilman. Like that that's what this literally I mean eighty to be eighty sixth from something is to be banned from something. Did you know like prior to this I don't know learning about eighty six, but like eighty six is something in, in like the restaurant industry you say Yeah. Like eighty six yeah, restaurants and bars. Sprite, yeah. eighty six this or whatever. So it's just something I've always just like known. No, it's a common thing. It's not. It's not uncommon at all. Well, I've never and heard I've, anybody say it outside of the restaurant industry. Because nobody. Like cause, yeah. Because why would you? Why would you? But you still know about it. Like you're not going to be that that Unless dumb you've asshole. Been 86. Talk, I don't know. Like, well, yeah. How would you ever? But know? I, I 
I think even at that point, like if you've been 86, you're not going to say, you're not going to be an asshole. You say, yeah, I can't go there anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not. If you've been, been 86, banned. it's not just like you, you've been kicked out. It's like you can't come back. Like yeah, you've you're been banned, banned for yeah, life. You can't, yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 there's a little difference. Like, you're too junk, bro. Go home. Or like, don't, don't uh, come back. And then do you know what the worst part about Green Day being, you know, banned from Gilman? Was that they they begged for they, them to come back? They begged for them. Yeah, that was oh, like when the Ooh, we, were, like we ran out of money. Please, Green Day, please come back to oh, us. Like, dude, get what the f- a bunch of this is cucks. that's the punk scene. Oh, I know, I know. Fuck I, I'm, them. I agree with you. Oh my totally god, agree. it's so gross and pathetic. They're such fucking posers. That like fucking Gilman built their reputation on fucking banning any band that sold out to any record label that was not exclusive to the Bay Area. They, that, that, that was our entire reputation for 15, 20 years. And they but furthered that reputation going. by with a decade of hating Green Day. Yeah. Saying, we will never allow Green Day to play here. And every single time Green Day would release a new album after pretty much Insomniac was, no, they will not play here. They are not allowed to play here. They are not allowed to play here. And they <laughs> beg for them to come back because they need money because they've been so yeah. exclusive for so long that they forgot how to uh, manage property. <laughs> I think Gilman's closed now, isn't it? Fuck him. Who cares? I think I'm pretty sure Gilman is closed. I don't Bunch think they're around. Douchebags. Right. That venue is open anymore. God damn. I would have liked to see a show. I never saw a show there. Never I never saw, saw a show, show there either. I, I mean, I also really hate the Bay Area, so that's not. A yeah, I agree. I, I think it's, <laughs> I, I fucking hate that. Area. Don't really care. It's anyway. So bad. So fucking bad. But it would have been cool to to have gone to Gilman. Sure, 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 sure. To see sure. like a like an like a proper punk, like a cool punk band, hardcore punk band. Anyway, uh, so eighty six, yeah. That like I said, that that's not a not a B for me. So, what do you want to talk? What what are the songs you want to talk about? No, I don't. I don't. That, that's it. I don't really care anymore. I'm done. So, I so there's two things I want to talk about. I want to talk about real quick the production of this record what because I feel like round. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the production on this record is so fucking good, it's particularly the song "Steward" and the Avenue. Did you lose something? You last time you were, dude. Mike's bass on that, that song is so, now. it's so fucking loud. <laughs> it's so loud. And then reading more about how they how they actually they wanted to create this perfect sound on this record, so. I think Trey used a different drum kit for every single song. And uh, and I think Billy Joe, you, you know, he experimented with like ten or twelve different amps and guitars just to find that that combination that would work well on this record. Like there was a lot of effort put into this record, which I I, I feel is very underappreciated. And Rob Cavallo is a great producer. Like he does make very good sonically sounding records. They're really fucking good. And this is a this is a an example where they tried super hard. And it worked out really well, but it's never talked about, ever. And Stewart and the Avenue is a perfect example of that because every band member on this song sounds like they're hitting every note so goddamn hard. Like especially Mike. I mean, he's just that doom doom da da doom. It's 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 such a simple bass line, but it sounds like he's gonna break his bass strings. It's so fucking loud. Like he doesn't yeah. have to play that loud, especially when you're mic'd. You're mic'd to record. You don't have to fucking hit your bass. You hit the strings that hard, but it. Ah, oh dude, I fucking love it. I love the beginning to that song and the entire song in general. 
So it's like right. Steward of the Avenue is my 11 B. I, I love the bass intro. I love how, how like every, like the music matches the vocals during the, now it's all fucked up part. Like how yeah, everybody's getting it like that's that everything's coming in together. But just that, that Billy Joe part that refined it now, just that thing is just so dumb. I can, I just, I've always thought it was so funny and goofy and I just can't, can't put it in my top 10 B's. Yeah. Okay. All right. And lyrically on this one, th- this is one of the few times on this record where he talks about like his love life and it's about being broken up, you know, his girlfriend breaking up with him. And this is the street apparently that she broke up with him on or where she lived or something like that. And it is a real place. It actually is a real place up in, uh, in the East Bay. So. Did you actually yeah, look up like the, the steward and, and, and whatever Avenue it was? I didn't look it up, but I read that like there there's an article that that shows like exactly what stores are on that particular in that particular area. Yeah, no, I, I looked it up. Did you? Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent insignificant and and means one it means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. No, it's like a bike shop and like a coffee shop on the corner, and nothing significant about it whatsoever. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Yeah. That's why I didn't go out and actually look it up. It's dumb. All right. So, and then the artwork. Let, let's jump into the artwork real quick because yeah. I think it's pretty significant. Um, it's uh, Winston. Wait, not Win. Obviously, not Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill Smith. Uh, Winston Smith. Yes, he uh, he did the cover art for this. He also did the cover art for a lot of Dead Kennedy stuff. He helped create the logo. If I think he might have actually created the logo for the Dead Kennedys. So he worked with them extensively. Yeah, pretty much everything they did, if it wasn't just for him, it was him and like Jello. Like it was always at least yeah. him, if not both. And th- this album, so the CD, the CV, CV, what the CV. fuck? The CD CBS. cover art is only like a, like maybe a quarter of the actual picture of the actual art piece. And so I'm used to just seeing like the lady with you, the lady kind of reaching down for something. And then she kind of, you could tell she's holding a guitar and then there's, there's like the guy behind her. But then once you get the vinyl and you see like the full, the full piece, like there's so, it's like this huge collage of just stuff. Yeah. It's stuff. Like there's so much, it's almost, it's almost as overpowering as Dookie because there's so much to look at on that, with that artwork. But this is like in a different, a different sense. Yeah. This is all collage. Right, like 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 with Dookie, you know you're getting into a Where's Waldo type of of picture. Mm-hmm. With this one, it's 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 so fucking weird. And and something I noticed, like while looking at my vinyls that I have, is on the TV on the front side, in between like the the lady with the gun and and Sam, Uncle Sam. Uh, that looks like it's it's a it would be a projection of like the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That's what it looks like. To me, to me, that's what it looks like. Like just so the weight. Which oh, next to the Uncle Sam, you said. Yeah, above the monkey. I got mine out too now. Oh yeah, no, I see, I see. Yeah, no, it does. It does look like that. Isn't I, that reminiscent? Like next to Uncle Sam, like Uncle Sam was watching it on TV and now is praying for something. I don't know. There's a lot of weird things to this, and I, I don't <laughs> know, it's cool. Like the moon yeah. has like a weird orange peel butthole to it, and. <laughs> And then the, in the in the kind of upper right corner, the, there's the guy getting his teeth worked on. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Oh. With like that helmet on that he's also like zapping him with something. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's it's yeah. so like like on Green Day's part, this is a solid move, right? So so they're they're kind of ostracized from the the Bay Area punk scene, and then they, you know, supposedly Trey Cool had met this guy while playing in the band for the dude from Lookout Records. But like realistically, this seems like a power move. This seems like a power move that Green Day is using to say, hey. We're still punk. See, we're using this guy who worked with the Dead Kennedys, and y'all like the Dead Kennedys. You should like us still. Yeah. So that's true. It 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 seemed like a well placed power move. Oh, totally, totally was. And then we also didn't talk about Jerry Finn mixed this record. Jerry Finn mixed this record. Jerry, Our boy Jerry. Jerry Finn. He's only done one bad thing. Which is what? That's Enema. Enema, baby. Oh, just get the fuck out of here! You're so dumb. <laughs> Too much so production. Dumb. You're so dumb. But regardless, I, it, it's pretty cool that Jerry Finn mixed this. And even on, because, I mean, I'm holding my vinyl, the record right now, the jacket. And, uh, yeah, produced by Rob Cavallo and Green Day, mixed by Jerry Finn. Like, I, I like that they, they threw Jerry Finn. I mean, obviously, this is a reissue, but it's nice that they th- they threw Jerry in there because, honestly, he fucking deserves it. I mean, he's he's one of the best from the from the 90s and 2000s up until he died. Jerry Finn was one of the greatest. No, I mean, just like without like, a doubt, one of the again, greatest producers, mixers, engineers, one of the best. Report card aside, like he has one blemish on his record, and and I think he's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> You're so dumb, I dude, I really cannot stand like Enema anymore. It's so <sighs> fucking irritating. Give it, give it like six months. Good we'll God. rank them again because we love to rank Blink records. So we'll rank them again, and you'll you'll think differently. I don't think I've 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 thought Enema as like a top Blink record since fucking. Self self entitled, honestly. I just I, I <laughs> it's too much. Everybody's too much. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that, but whatever. It's still a great record. Better than California, better than nine. It's better than California, yes. Better than yes. nine. Yes, it's better than California. Better than nine. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Okay, so do we have a are we do we do we want to talk about any other song on the record? No, I'm good. We hit all we hit all the good points. We did it. We did. We did. We did we actually fucking. We did. We finally did this record justice because I think we've yeah. done this record twice before, and both times we were pretty pretty toasty, unprepared, just throwaway. haphazardly. We know this album, and then we just kind of talked about how great it was, but not really got into how great it was or why it was so great. Yeah. So I'm glad we finally did this. Yes. So with that being said, let's uh, let's give our final thoughts, and then we'll give our uh, rating of the record with our world famous uh, rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album but give it a shot, and zero is just fucking should never have been made. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Yeah. So this this album does have like a lot of nostalgia for me, almost as much as as Dookie does because my mom had both of these. And I always gravitated more towards this one because I thought it was just so, I don't know, just so weird and unique. Kind of in the same vein as as how much I gravitated towards like Ixnay by The Offspring. It's just because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's reeling from Smash and then and then like Americana. But like I still had Ixnay and I was like, oh, this is really fucking cool. And I thought I was cool because no one had it. So I, I've always liked Insomniac a lot. And, and this is this is always floated around the top three i don't think warning has ever broke my top two but i don't think ever i don't think warnings ever dropped below my top four whereas no, there's no I, way it can't be it can't no there you're right there's no way it's silly <laughs> it's I, silly I boy talk yeah but i don't think insomniac's ever been number 
Maybe it's been number three. I, no, I think Insomniac's been number three because I, I feel like I would have Nimrod Dookie than Insomniac, but it's it's solid. It's solid. It's the most punk thing they've ever done, even in their prior to their selling out phase where they were a punk band. No, this is the most punk they've ever done. This is their most aggressive song came off of Nimrod, but this is overall the most aggressive, the most fast, the most snotty they've ever been. And mm. all the while, just still cranking out some pretty melodic tunes. And like, I I agree with you. Like this is like production wise, they really kind of like doubled down on like the DIY sound that you would want from a punk band because Mm -hmm. Dookie was Dookie. Dookie can be a little overproduced sometimes. Whereas this is what anybody at, at, you know, 924 Gilman would kill (laughs) to sound like, like literally just fucking die to sound like this. And, uh, Man, if this was if 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 you replace like if you take out Kurt Plunk entirely and put this in its place, I think people oh, this would could have easily. I I think people would think differently of Green Day. I I think Nine Twenty Four Gilman would think differently of Green Day. Agreed, agreed. And I I think they didn't do this this album justice because of of Dookie and and how they left. So, fuck them. This album's fantastic. This is a, I mean, this is a perfect album. This is I that's damn holy that's shit. Silly you don't do that. You <laughs> rarely ever do that. I I don't really do that. I only do it on albums that deserve a perfect three. But <laughs> like honestly, this week has been extremely fun, and it was very well. It didn't start off as fun, I should say. It started off horrible, <laughs> starting yeah. from Revolution Radio and going backwards. Fuck me, but <laughs> damn, I I'd be hard pressed not to give my top four Green Day perfect perfect scores, all four of them. Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, I understand that. I I, I really would. That's good though. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you have a good head on your shoulders when it comes to Green Day. All right, so my final thoughts here, um, kind of going off what you were saying, this record actually, I mean, when you really kind of look at it, this record is is more overproduced than Dookie, but it but songwriting wise, it has more of the punk. I guess the the punk elements, the punk feel to it, than Dookie ever did. So it it really it really rides that that weird line like I don't know it I don't know it's really weird this is like what like production and and mixing wise this is what Dookie I think was going for but they never actually reached this level but then at this point also they were so upset that Dookie failed within Gilman within the two hundred person venue that yeah. they decided to make something heavier. But I mean, it's it's like they were in their early twenties when this album came out too. True. Yeah. So they they were like twenty one when they wrote this album. So they're still emotionally underdeveloped as people. <laughs> so I understand them taking it personal when their entire existence ostracizes them. So I you know what I mean? It's so with that being said, you know, I, I love Insomniac. I, and I did get into this late. I like I said earlier in the episode, I got into Dookie, Nimrod and a little bit of Kerplunk before I even heard Insomniac outside of Brain Stew and Jaded. And, uh, and yeah, I, I just, I've loved this record ever since I heard it. And it's always kind of been in the one and two spot of my favorite Green Day records. Never really, it's never actually, now that I think about it, it's never dropped below the two. It's, it's just too fucking good. But it's way too fucking good. But what? You sound like there's a butt coming. Oh, there's no butt. There's no butt. But I'm no gonna give it a two point seven five, two point eight. You you know everybody who listens to the pod oh, knows God, that. Here we go. So that's that I don't do three. this often. 
That's good. That I don't do this often. I'm glad. I'm glad. But I'm going to have to give this a perfect three. I got to do it. I got to give it a perfect three. So you can't go wrong with it. And, and like you said, the top four, top four green days, you know, Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, and Warning are all perfect records. All very different records, but all fucking perfect. Can't go wrong. Cannot go wrong with them. I, I, I agree. I, God damn. What a, what a, what a route they had. I know. I know. Oof. All within <laughs> from what? 94 to 99. So five years. Five, four records in five years. CCR, the punk rock community over Seriously. here. Seriously. Good Lord. What the fuck? <laughs> four records in five years. There you go. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. I got nothing else. Do you have anything else to say? No, that's it. That's all. Okay. So go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, you know, social media is at Asinite Radio. We have a Discord. Let us know if you want the link. We'll get you added to that. And uh, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode because I think it's going to be a good one. I really do. I'm confident in that one. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all. Trickle. I don't like jelly beans. You're I don't dumb, eat jelly dude. beans. Get I don't fucking look at Get jelly beans. House. I don't do anything with jelly beans. Trash. That's you stupid. like trash candy. You have no, you know nothing about candies because you're trash. So, <laughs> well, we're, we're we're like we're like frightened turtles. You know, I know. Like, like we, we poke we our never... heads out, and with any sign of danger, we <laughs> right back into our shells. That's it. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then we sit That's... here on our high horse and shit talk everybody we possibly can. <laughs> It's true, and and we say so many dumb things outside of that, but we don't question anything. No, because it's all fact, except for that. Yes. <laughs> except our grammars, our syntax, <laughs> fucking stupid idiots. We're the worst. We're if the you, fucking worst.